this is a Women in Revival podcast. Today, we are starting a series called Women in Jesus' Parables. Today, our topic is the woman with the lost coin. The parable of the woman with the lost coin is very valuable. It teaches us many things. One of the key points is that a woman is diligent. When she's searching, she is thorough. She lights a candle, which is the word of God. And she searches diligently, she sweeps, she cleans until she finds that one lost coin. That is the same with Christ. He will keep on searching until he finds that one lost coin. He will keep on searching until he finds that one lost sheep. Jesus is calling us to be like him. He is calling us to be diligent in whatever we do for him. Deborah shouldn't be. And now take us further on this subject. Jesus, we enthrone you. We proclaim you our King. Standing here in the midst of all. We lift you up with our praise. And as we worship, build your throne. And as we worship, build your throne. Come, Lord Jesus, and take your place. Yes, Lord Jesus, that is our heart, that is our cry. Even as you bring us into a new series of women in Revival Podcast. Thank you for what you are doing amongst the female folk. Thank you for extending your love to us. Thank you for stretching your scepter towards us. Thank you as you make us women like Esther, who would also reach out our hands, who would draw near and touch even the tip of the scepter that you are extending to us. Thank you for your love. Thank you. Thank you for your favor. As we go into this session again, Holy Spirit, we need you. Speak through me. Speak to all the listeners. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for your heart for the female gender. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I want to thank God who, again, have brought us to another new series of Women in Revival podcast. The Lord has so been gracious unto us. Before I move on, may I quickly bring an announcement unto you. We have our own app, Women in Revival app. If you go on Google Play, if you're an Android user, either your phone, your tablet, if it's Android, if you go on Google Play, you can download Women in Revival. Just keep scrolling till you get to Women in Revival. Or if you need a link, you can go on our website where you might find the link to download direct. So you can listen to the podcast and there are many other bits and pieces that are on the app. Amen. I am really excited again to see God seeking to gather us women, even as a mother hen gathers his chicken. He is longing for us. He wants to bring us into a closer and a deeper relationship, even with themselves. Last series, we were looking at who is a woman, and the Lord brought us to the understanding of who a woman is. We saw the creation, the fall, 
and how God rescued even the fallen woman. And in this new series, what the Lord will be sharing with us is women in Jesus' parables. So our topic for this new series is women in Jesus' parables. We want to see that Jesus cherished women. Jesus loved women. He loves us. He wants to make use of us. He wants to relate with us. Yes, we are weaker vessels, yet his heart is drawing even unto us, be it the female gender as a little girl, as a young woman, as an elderly woman. Jesus loves you. So you will see as he told some of his parables, he specifically used women to narrate his parable. So in this series, we'll be looking at such women. So we have about three women to look at. First, the woman with the lost coin. Today, we'll focus on the woman with the lost coin. And when next we come again on Women in Revival podcast, we would look at the woman who took Levon. Then lastly, we look at the 10 virgins. Jesus referred to these women in his parable. This is to paint a picture to you that Jesus loves you. He cherished you. He went on the cross purposely because of you. Amen. So today, as we begin this series, Women in Jesus' Parables, I want us to look at why did Jesus refer to these women, even in the context of what he is sharing, and how can you and I fit into what Jesus is saying, as we look at the story of these women. Today, I want us to look at the woman with the lost coin. The woman with the lost coin. And this story is found in the book of Luke chapter 15, verse 3, 8 to 9. So we are reading Luke 15, verse 3, and verses 8 to 9. May I encourage you once again to call on your friends, your parents, your mother-in-law, or the female gender in your life. Let them come and enjoy even the word of God together. Please do share the app. Do spread the news even with all the women in your life, in your church. Our app is free and the podcast is free also. So let's look at the woman with the lost coin. May I encourage you to open your Bible to Luke chapter 15, verse 3, and we'll read verses 8 to 9 again. And he spake this parable unto them, saying, Either what woman, having ten pieces of silver, If she lose one piece, doth not light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently till she find it? Nine. And when she have found it, she calleth her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the piece which I had lost. I want us to first look at why did Jesus refer to this woman? This parable was told by the Lord Jesus immediately after the parable of the lost sheep. The Pharisees prior to that time murmured that Jesus received the publicans, the tax collectors, and sinners. They were saying, look at him. He called himself, so to say, to be a holy man. He is mingling with publicans, with sinners. So it was out of this scenario that the parable of the woman with the lost coin came to be. 
So what are the things that we can glean even from this story as Jesus is seeking to point us to the life of this woman, showing us that Jesus cherishes women. He loves us. He desires our deeper relationship with us. We can see that Jesus told us this story that this woman had 10 coins. And out of these 10 coins, she lost one. You would have thought that, well, she have more than enough. Why do you need to look for the one? That is the heart of a woman. You know when you lost just one thing, when you are looking for just one thing in your home, you know how you search, you are not resting until you find out, until you find what you are seeking for. That is the persistence of a woman. I see Jesus seeking to portray to us the persistence of a woman, how a woman would not give up. Do you know, even if you look at the story of revival in time past, women played a very great role in the move of God across the globe because they are persistent. So this woman would not give up until she see even her lost coin. She wasn't satisfied that she had nine left behind. I believe she saw the usefulness of that one lost coin. She knew that everyone matters in the sight of God. Every coin in the hand of that woman, they matter to the point that she was happy to go extra mile to look for just one of them that went missing. And how did she do that? She lighted the candle. She swept the house and she sought diligently till she finds. So why is Jesus referring to the story of this woman. Jesus is letting us to see even the grace of God upon the life of a woman, that when a woman is seeking for something, she seeks for it diligently. She lights a candle. If something is missing in the life of a Christian woman, there is nothing wrong in us sitting down to light the candle, the candle of God's word, until that thing is found again. I'm seeing God saying, do you know when a woman becomes a Christian and her husband walk away from home, when such a woman sees the preciousness of that husband, she would light a candle. She will lay hold on God's word till that man comes back to where he belongs. I am seeing God says, do you know when women knows how precious their children are, when one becomes wayward, when one becomes prodigal, she will light a candle over that child. She will go on her knee claiming the promises of God over that child until that child comes to know Jesus as our Lord and our Savior. She swept the house. She looked around. She sought for this lost coin diligently. She did not say, I have nine already. Why do I need to trouble myself over one? She believed she was accountable even for that one coin. Do you know this is how Christ himself sees every woman? You are precious to him. Out of the thousands and thousands and millions and billions of women all over the world, Jesus cherished you. You remember when we were going through the woman at the well, Jesus left Judea 
to go to Galilee. And on his way to Samaria, he went all the way just for one woman. And it was a time in when even the Pharisees were reading an uproar that Jesus was baptizing many people. So if it was about crowd, they were there already. But Jesus left crowd and sought just for one woman. And that is the picture Jesus is painting to us as we look at this woman with the lost coin. Jesus is showing to us that he cherished every single woman. And that is what he is expecting from every Christian woman to cherish whatsoever God has put into your hand. Is it your children? Cherish every single child that you have. Is it your husband? Cherish your husband, whether he is saved or not. Jesus says, this woman lit a candle and sought diligently for her lost coin. And when she had found it, she called her friends and neighbors together. She said, rejoice with me. It's as if she was saying, I have found my lost treasure. Woman, do you know your children are treasure? Do you know your husband is a treasure? Are you living with children that do not yet know the Lord and you have given up on them? Jesus is saying to you, no, never give up. Light the candle. Search diligently. Sweep. And before you know it, you will find and you will beckon on your neighbors, on your brethren to come and rejoice with you. Amen. This is Women in Revival podcast. Today, we are starting a series called Women Give Me to Drink. For today, our topic is God delights in her. Did you know that God delights in you? He loves you very much because he made you. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this topic. Our Lord Jesus, we want to thank you for this opportunity to share your word together as ladies. I am praying that you will minister grace to all the ladies that we hear even this session. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. I want us to look at the topic, God delights in her. God delights in the woman. I am so grateful to the Lord for creating me a woman. It's such a great privilege to be a woman. You cannot overemphasize the beauty of God in a woman. So this afternoon, I want us to look together on God delights in her. So this is part of the series, Woman Gave Me to Drink. The series is from John chapter 4. So we'll be looking at the life of the Samaritan woman to glean forth from, for our own lives. So God delights in her. Isaiah 62 verse 4 says, Thou shalt no more be termed forsaken, neither shall thy land any more be termed desolate. But thou shalt be called Ephzibah, and thy land Beulah. For the Lord delighted in thee, 
and thy land shall be married. This is the word of the Lord to us women. He is saying to us that we shall no more be termed forsaken. I want us to look at four key words from this Isaiah 62 verse 4. The first word is forsake. The second one is desolate. The third word is delight. And the fourth word is married. God is interested in you as a woman. Creating you as a woman is not a mistake. He did that purposely for his own purpose. You know, Matthew 19 verse 4 says, He who made them in the beginning made them male and female. There is something God wants to do through and in the male and so also true and in the female. So it wasn't a mistake when God made the man and the woman. So let us look at these four words from this Isaiah 62 verse 4. God is saying you shall no more be termed forsaken. You know that word forsaken means to quit, to leave entirely, to abandon, to be deserted. When people give up on you. So God is saying you will no more be called an abandoned woman. And I know that there are many reasons why women are abandoned. Some of you, you are single parents. Some of you, you have been rejected by your husbands. Some of you, you have been rejected even by your own very children. Some of you have been rejected by family members, by parents. You have been rejected even in your local churches due to one reason or the other. And God is coming through to you saying, even in this new year, I want a relationship with you. You will not be forsaken. I want to give you a name. I want to change your circumstances. I want to change the way you have been viewed. You will no more be forsaken. You will no longer be quitted. You will no longer be abandoned by men. You will no longer be desolate anymore. That is what I see God saying. God is saying, you will no longer be rejected by your colleagues at work. You know, some of you, you are rejected not only in your own home, even at your workplace, even on your streets. It's as if there is a tag on you. And the second word is desolate. God is saying, look, I love the woman. The word desolate means to be barren, to laid waste, to be devastated. And many of you, you are living in a devastating state. And God is saying... I am delighted in the woman. I delight in her. Even though in the beginning, the enemy beguiled her, the enemy deceived her, you know, to bring down the fall of humanity through the woman. God looked at the serpent and said to the serpent in Genesis 3.15 that I will put enmity between the woman and you, the serpent, and between your seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. So even though the first woman fell, God came again to announce that, look, this fallen woman, this woman that you have brought down, I delight in her. Through the woman, your fall will be announced. The seed of the woman will bruise your head. The woman is also the instrument that I will use to bring an altar destruction to all your activities. So God is saying that, look, I delight in you. I love you. I want a relationship with you. As you respond to me, you shall no longer be termed barren. You will no longer be called desolate. 
You will no longer be deprived or destitute. You will no longer be deserted. You will no longer be uninhabited. You will no longer be depressed. You will no longer be, you know, deserted even by friends or family. And the third word that I want us to consider in this Isaiah 62 verse 4 is the light. The light. The word light means a high degree of pleasure or enjoyment, joy, to give great pleasure, satisfaction, or enjoyment, to highly please. So God is saying, I will find pleasure in you as you find pleasure in me. And the fourth word is married. God is saying, and you will be married. I will marry you. You will be connected to me. You will be joined to me. You will be united with me. You will be combined even in me. You will be connected and joined even unto me, your maker. As we go into the story of the Samaritan woman, these are all the Lord did through this woman and for this woman. She was forsaken. She was desolate. No one took delight in her, but Christ came to show her the depth of his love for this woman. And that is the same thing that he wants to do with you, even in this year and even in the years to come. God is saying, I delight in you. I delight in you. Regardless of what your life circumstances, your life situation, your, the challenges you are facing, regardless of what they may mean, regardless of what life is throwing at you, God is saying, I delight in you. I love the woman. I created her for a reason and for a purpose. Amen. This is Women in Revival podcast. Two days ago, we started a series called Women in Jesus' Parables. Today, our topic is the Ten Virgins. The Ten Virgins is a very, very, very special parable for us to look diligently at. There, Jesus is referring to five wise virgins and five foolish. The foolish ones brought their lamps, but they did not bring oil are you on the journey to heaven and when the bridegroom cometh will you knock at the door but he will say sorry i do not know you do you have that oil the word of god are you sure you have that oil these women brought their lamp they did not bring oil deborah shinobi will now take us further on this subject Lord Jesus, we thank you again for bringing us onto Women in Revival podcast. Thank you for what you are doing. Thank you for showing us even women in your parables. Thank you, Lord. As you want to write more parables with our lives, thank you, Holy Spirit. As we look together into your word, please speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us on this series, Women in Jesus' Parables. Last time we were looking at the woman who took leaven and hid it in three measures. 
And the Lord really challenged our heart to keep hiding until the old flour is leavened together. Today, I want us to look at the last women that Jesus referred to, even in this parable that we have been looking at. We've seen two women, the woman with the lost coin, and this woman again, and the last woman that we saw also, the woman that hid living in three measure. And today we want to look at a group of women, the ten virgins. And their story is in the book of Matthew, chapter 25, verses 1 to 12. The ten virgins. Why is Jesus referring to these women? Matthew 25 is a scripture that came after Jesus began to talk about the end times. In chapter 23, he, point, he, he referred, he spoke to his disciples concerning the temple and concerning the attitudes, the characters of the leaders in the temple. And in chapter 24, he began to speak concerning the end time. What are the signs of the end time to his disciples? What their attitude should be during the end times? So here in chapter 25 of Matthew, Jesus was buttressing his point on the end time. Then he brought this story of the ten virgins into picture. So I want us to look at it as we glean from it very briefly. Matthew 25 verses 1 to 12. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lambs and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise, and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lambs and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lambs. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so. Let there be not enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell, and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were already went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgin, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. 12. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Wow. This is such a very loaded scripture for us to unpack this afternoon. What do I see the master seeking to say? If you go on our website, www.gravechampchristianladies.co.uk, go on audio messages and look for who is a woman. We have an audio message there on the 10 virgins, and I believe it will be a blessing even to you. So as we consider women in Jesus' parable, what is the Lord seeking to teach us from the story of the 10 virgins? The two previous women that we have looked at, they were individual in their dealings. And in these 10 virgins, I am seeing Jesus seeking to give us a picture of the life of a woman in a group. 
So Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is likened unto a group of virgins. They took their lambs and they went out to meet the bridegroom. I'm seeing Jesus saying, sometimes when women are in groups, many of them, they only walk, they only flock as groups. They do not actually have their own personal walk with God. I see Jesus saying, when women come to church, you think they have an individual walk with me. No. Circumstances will tell if a woman have a walk with God. So they went in company. They had their lambs and they went to meet the bridegroom. And the scripture clearly pointed out that five of them were wise. Five were foolish. Those that were wise took their lambs and they took oil with it. But the foolish took their lambs and they took no oil. What a costly assumption. What a journey to take without taking enough oil. Jesus is painting this picture for us to see as women that many times when we are in the group of people, we often lose sight of our personal walk with God. Sometimes we think that because we come together to pray, that means we are praying women. Sometimes we think that because we are in a group of Bible study together, that makes us spirit-filled women. Jesus says no. Though in a group, yet I looked at everyone individually. So when the bridegroom came, ever before the bridegroom came, the ten virgins were tired, they were exhausted because the bridegroom tarried. They all slumbered and they slept until when the midnight came and someone cried out. Could this podcast also be God's way of crying out to awaken you? Could it be God's way to awake you from your slumber? Could it be God's way of saying, awake daughter, awake woman, engage me for your life and for your home. So someone arose in the midnight and cried out, behold, look, the bridegroom cometh. Woman, do you know the bridegroom is coming? Our Lord and our Savior is coming in the cloud. Not quite long ago, we celebrated the ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ unto heaven. As he ascended unto heaven, he is coming again. Behold, the bridegroom comes. And he says, go out to meet him. So when this cry came, it was a cry to both the wise and to the foolish. And they all heard this cry and they awoke. The Bible says in verse 7, then all these virgins arose and they trimmed their lambs. Both the foolish and the wise trimmed their lambs, having woken up. But the foolish said to the wise, give us of your oil. So this is what differentiates a woman that is joining in a group, yet she has individualized her work with God. She knows even though she is in a congregation, she knows even though she's in a group settings, a walk with God must be personal. For the foolish virgin, they did not know that. They thought that the fact that they have a lamp 
that they have gone out to meet the bridegroom is enough. But the wife said to them, Sorry, if we give you out of our oil, we could also fall short of a lack of oil. If we give you some of our oil, there could be not enough for us also. So go out and buy. Go to those who sell. I see Jesus saying that, you know, many women would rather go to those who sell rather than come to me at the set and the appropriate time. So Jesus painted the story of these 10 virgins to bring home to his disciples the matter of the kingdom of heaven. Jesus is saying in God's kingdom here on earth, there are diverse groups of women. Some are foolish, some are wise, some have a personal work with me. Some have extra oil in their lamps, while some do not have. As we round up this series of women in Jesus' parable, which group of women do you fall into? Are you among the wise women or the foolish one? The door was shut against the foolish one. By the time they returned back from the cellars, it was too late. They could not go in with the bridegroom. The door was shut. Even when they knock and say, Lord, Lord, open to us. The bridegroom said, I know you not. When our bridegroom come at the close of age, would he say, I know you not? Would you say, Master, I actually ran a podcast in those days to reach women, would you say, Master, I was actually in the choir. Would you say, Master, I actually wrote many books for you. And would the Master say, sorry, I know you not. Jesus is showing us the parables concerning these women so that we can get our own lives right. Jesus is saying, when women are in groups, Sometimes they assume, just like the mother of Jesus, Mary, assumed that Jesus was journeying with them in Luke chapter 2. He thought Jesus was with them on their journey, not knowing that the master was not with her on that journey. It was an assumption that took her another three-day journey to go back to find the master. Jesus is showing you the parable of these women to help your life, to call you to a place of working with him on a one-on-one basis. The woman with the lost coin sought diligently for her lost coin. The woman who took the living diligently took the living and hid it in three measure. The five foolish virgin journeyed to meet the bridegroom with a lamp and no oil. Do you have oil in your lamp? Do you have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus? Do you have a time set aside on a daily basis to seek the Lord in his word and in prayer? Or do you just flow with the group? Or do you just flow with the flock? Jesus is showing you the picture of these women in his parable to let you see that he cherished women. He loved women. He sought for women. His arms are stretched out wide, beckoning to women and say, come home, daughter. Come to me, woman. Would you respond to him? Even as we round up this series of women in Jesus' parable. Are you willing to enlist yourself amongst women that are wise? 
women who have taken their personal relationship with Jesus serious. As you do so, may you find peace and joy in your daily fellowship with him. Or perhaps you are like the foolish women. Perhaps you have gone back from Jesus. Perhaps you only go to church. You do not have a personal relationship with Jesus. I would like to pray with you. Would you like to ask him to come and be indeed the bridegroom over your life? Do you want him to be your Lord and Savior? Do you want to experience the joy that he poured out for you on the cross of Calvary? I want to pray with you. Lord Jesus, thank you for all these women who have been listening to your word. Thank you for what you are doing. Thank you for letting us see that you cherish women. You loved us. You cherished us. You longed for us. Help these women to realize this. And as many of them that are saying, yes, Jesus, I want you to be the Lord of my life. Please, Jesus, come and take your place. Come and rule over their hearts. Come and be their Lord and Savior. Cause them to experience even Calvary love. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.